Man, the Word of God looks good in you. <laughs> Amen. We're excited for what God's doing. Amen. How many, how many are excited about what God's doing in your life? Amen. He's, he's working, right? He's always working. And here's the deal is that he who begun a good work in you, he's not backing off. Come on. He's not backing off. He's not quitting. He, he's not caving. He hasn't given up on you. He ain't looking at you going, oh, what is the use? I'm going to be glad that that's the God we serve. Amen. The God that, the God that just, man, he's more than enough. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'm not walking out. Uh, it, you know, and, and honestly, you know, and you don't need to respond, but honestly, aren't there moments in life when you feel like, wow, I guess God moved and I didn't notice. Or, you know, or he's, you know, I, I must have done something wrong. Or, you know, because there's, there's seasons, isn't there? And there's seasons when, when life just seems to be cranking and it's joy unspeakable, full of glory. And you're the faith preacher in the family, you know. And, you, you know, you get, every morning you go around and raise the dead and you're getting them out of the bed. And, and you're, you're pumped. And then, then you go into a season when it seems like you're the dry one. And nothing, nothing's working, and, and there's no, there's no power, and there's no, and you just, you know, and sometimes it can be so frustrating, so uh, disheartening if you're looking at where you are in the journey, and instead of who's with you, right? You, you know, there was a season when, when God brought His people out of bondage, and and they start going, and and you know, on their way out, man, did they have some miracles or what? You know, you know, God showing up and demonstrating his power and, and the believers and non-believers alike suddenly knew that God was alive and well. Right. And I mean, we got all this stuff and it's happening. And, and then we're, we're, we're packing up to leave town and, and the people who have held us bondage for 400 years. Are, you know, it's one of the only places in the Bible, by the way, where it says go and borrow. And, and he sent them. He sent them to their captor's house and he said, ask them if you can borrow their gold and their silver. And, and they went and they, they asked and they, and they gave it to them. You know, can you imagine that? You, you, you know, you go to the guy who's been working you every day and, hey, we're going on a little vacation. Would like some extra spending money. Could I borrow a few bucks? You know, and, and he's like, he gives you everything he's got. And then you, you take off and they suddenly realize this ain't no, they ain't coming back. And so what do they do? They start chasing them down and they get, and, and you know, and remember they get to the sea, they go across on dry land and then when the, when their, when their creditors are in the water, the waters come back and remember Miriam's taking a tambourine, she's dancing before the Lord and, and, and they're singing, you know, the horse and rider have, you know, they're gone. You know, you know why they're so happy? Their, their, their creditor was just wiped out and uh, they're no longer in debt and, and, uh, and they've seen all these miracles. What a, what a, what an awesome time. You know, and then and they go out and every morning there's, 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 you know, manna bread, manna bread. You know, uh, every day God's supplying their needs and, and they're, they're, they're by the brook and then God moves them. And they, he moved them a lot. You know, you need to go study this. He moved them a lot, but they, they went from the brook and then they're out in the middle of the desert. And... They're out in the middle of the desert, and there's something that's not in the middle of the desert that was right next to the brook. Water, right? And uh, they get out there, and, and they act as if, they, they kind of remind me of us, but they act as if God doesn't realize their need for water. You start, you know, they get, they're getting a little irritated. 
little, you know, little, little freaked out here. You know, we, there's millions of us out here, and we ain't got no water. Hey, Mo, ain't got no water. You know we don't have water, right? Why? I guess God brought us out here to kill us. Now, you've been through all of these miracles. God has always provided. On your good day, you're singing, Almighty God. Almighty, Almighty, Almighty God. Right? But then you're out there in the desert, and you can't find no water. And it's like that song's not what's on the top of your mind. You do realize that no matter where you are, God has always been aware of your need. And that your location does not impact your necessity. And that when you were next to the brook, even though you had the brook, he was the provider. So when you're in the desert, his role has not changed at all. It's just now you ain't looking at the brook. You're looking at the provider. You know, this weekend, the message really is, is, is really quite simple. Because I realize that people are going through situations and circumstances and, and they're dealing with, with, with life. And sometimes we get to thinking that uh, we, we must have moved away from the, the, you know, the gray spot, the glory spot. We don't like it where we are. But you're just on a journey. God's taken each and every one of us somewhere. And there are days when it's true that we're right next to the brook and, and everything's awesome. But there are other days when that, that brook is dried up. All, we, all they found out there was an empty well. It was a dry well in the middle of the desert. And, 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 and there's days when it just seems hard and dry and, and, and you know, barren. But you're still not alone. You weren't alone when you were at the brook. You weren't alone, you know, it, when it felt like Disney World. But, but now that you're in the middle of Kansas, man, just the other day, you know, we were driving through the middle of Kansas. There ain't nothing out there. Okay. And the, the wind was blowing and, and it got so loud in the car that you couldn't talk to one another. It was just because of the wind. And then that, that night when we, we spent the night in a motel somewhere and the next morning you turn on the, on the news and watch the news and, and towns that we had just driven through the, uh, the, the, you know, the windmills had been sucked up out of the ground and spit out across the highway. And I'm, I'm thinking we should have hung around there. That would have been cool to watch. But out in, the, out in the middle of Kansas, you know, when it just seems like there ain't nothing there. But you're still not alone. God is with you. The Lord. The Lord is on your side. I said the Lord is on your side. He's not, he's, that does not mean He's on your team. He's on your side. Right? He's, he, he's leading you and guiding you. And, he, and you think you're lost. But you're not lost. You're not dying. You're not going under. God's right there. And what He wants you to do is to realize... Who, who your source is. Where, where are you getting sustenance all the time? All the time. It's always from Him. I said it's always from Him. And He's got promises that He's going to give you and that He has given you. And you don't want to cave in on God because God's not going to cave in on you. You don't want to move away from your promise because God won't move away from His promise. He said, my word will not return into me void without accomplishing the very purpose for which I sent it forth to accomplish. God's not backing out on his promise. I said, God's not backing out on his promise. I said, God's not backing out on his promise. He's just taking you to a place where your eyes learn to see him instead of what you think you ought to be seeing. 
He is Jehovah Jireh, right? Provision shall be seen. Remember uh, when Abraham Abraham and his son are on the mountain and he's going to sacrifice his son, but God provides a ram in the thicket and and that's where he shows up and, and introduces himself as Jehovah Jireh. Provision shall be seen. And what you need to realize is that your provision, you need, you need to see him as the provi- his provision shall be seen. If you don't see him as the source of your provision, often you'll miss the provision because you're looking for something other than him. You've you, you got you to train your eye to find him. Matthew 6, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things shall be added unto you. Remember what, remember what he's talking about there is that everybody's looking for this and everybody needs that. And God knows, you know, he's, he, he goes on, he says in Matthew 6, he said, don't even worry about what you're going to eat or what you're going to wear. Don't, don't freak on those things. Seek the kingdom of God. And the Amplified Bible says his way of doing and being right. His way of doing, his way of doing. See, what we do is we develop a plan, and then we tell God how he ought to do it. And we, we, we lay it out, and, and we describe what God ought to do, and we start looking for that plan to unfold. But he's God. You're not. Maybe the length of your storm is a testimony to the level of your stubbornness. Just saying, you know, just, just, just consider for a moment. Maybe, maybe the length of your dry spell is because you had a plan and you told God how he was going to bring you water. And you don't see the water truck coming down a golden highway with your name and flashing lights. You don't see that. And, but, but God had a different plan, his way of doing his way, his way of doing, and he was going to bring it another way. But you didn't see provision because you didn't see your truck. You, you didn't see, you know, provision coming in your way. You didn't see health rising up in your body your way. You didn't see, you know, the relationships issue being resolved. You, you didn't see your spouse coming to you on crawling bloody knees telling you how wrong they were. Maybe you didn't see it the way that you had it planned. But he is your provider. And it's his way of doing. See, we've got to seek his way. God, how are you going to do this today? What, what, and that means that you're going to end up having to spend some time with him. That, that means you're going, to have, you're going to have to learn how to, how to hear, you know, in your prayer time, not just how to tell him, but how to let him tell you. You know, uh, uh, remember, Jesus said, I'm going to build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail. What is that, like Matthew 16, right? I'm, I'm going to build my church. And really what he said was, I'm going to build my church and all hell's coming against it. But it ain't going to stop the progress. Okay? It's not going to stop the progress. And he goes on in the next verse and he says, so I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom. Because gates are going to be erected against the church. But I'm going to give you the keys so you can unlock the gate so you don't got to worry about the gate. You just got to keep your hand on the key. Right? As long as you got the key, who cares about the gate? Isn't it weird that gates get erected in front of us and we sit down and, 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 you know, and spend years describing the gate? And we never just take the key, unlock the gate. A lot of times we're praying and we're, we're asking God to, to do all kinds of stuff, but we haven't done anything 
in that entire period of time that we've been asking God to do stuff. You hear? You know, we want God to do it all, but God has empowered us. By His divine power, He has given us everything we need to live godly. What's that? To live like God. Jesus came so that we might have and enjoy God life. Life in abundance. Over the top. More life than death. More joy than sorrow. More peace than chaos. He's more provision than life. He's, he's reconnected us to life like God's got it. So just think for just a second that as, as badly as you want God to move in your life, shouldn't you be moving at the level you want God to be moving? Because if you're living God life, you're living life like God has it then you ought to be doing at least as much as you think God should be doing. See, I, I think we pray like it depends on God, but we work like it depends on us. Right? And then you become a co-laborer with God, and His strength now is activated through you, because eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has it entered the heart of any man, the things that God's prepared for those that love him. He's got some incredible stuff made ready in advance for you, and he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above and beyond all that you ask or think according to the power that's at work in you, right? So it's you activating that power, you going to work, you going to work. Now, sometimes your role, the reason you got to talk to God is because your role probably isn't what you think it is because you, the plan isn't what you thought it was either. You with me? I'm, I'm, just, just give me a couple more minutes and I'll try to make sense of all of this. But uh, uh, you just got to understand that if your plan was off, it's possible that your role is off a little too. Because you've been activating, you know, engaging in your plan. But now you've got to hear God's plan so that you can engage in his plan. And quite often what God wants you to do is not exactly what you thought you should do. You know, talk to Jehoshaphat in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, and, and the armies are gathered together around them. The odds, uh, Bible scholars say the odds were 10,000 to 1 against them. And God starts talking to him, and he tells him, here's what you're going to do. Uh, you're, you guys are going to go out, and you're going you're gonna to sing. That's not probably what Jehoshaphat and his army felt like they should do. Right? We're, we're going to go sing. <laughs> okay. This is crazy. Well, well there, there's, there's uh, Isaiah 54. God comes to a barren woman, and he says to this barren woman, here's what I want you to do. I, I'd like you to sing. That don't make sense. The one person who has a justifiable reason to be silent, God's saying, break the silence with a song of faith. I want you to sing. Well, that's just a couple of places. And one of the reasons we're talking about this this morning is because we're, you know, we're clapping our hands at him and we're hissing him out of his place. And a lot of times we're standing here and we're thinking, this is the craziest thing we've ever done. I just can't believe we're doing this. I'm going to do 60 seconds of just making noise. I'm, thinking, I'm going to come in after the five-minute break. And, uh, but it's because you don't understand what God's wanting to do. See, in Numbers, let's, let's put up Numbers. I've got a, a, a verse for you. Numbers 21. Uh, from thence, they had been in a brook, and, and God's moving his people, and he says, and from thence they went to beer, and don't get too excited. That's just the Hebrew word for well, okay? Because I, I already know some of you guys go, there's beer in the Bible. Okay, but it's just a well. And, and uh, uh, that well, it was a dry well, but it's where 
the Lord spoke to Moses and said, gather the people together. And, and I got three or four points I want to make real quick. Number one, gather the people together. There's always a purpose for what everything that God does. Okay? There's always a purpose for everything that God does. And there's a reason that, that God's calling the people together. There's a reason that it says, forsake not the assembling together of the saints. You know, there's a reason because there's a, there's a corporate anointing that comes on when we come together that you ain't got when you're by yourself. Right. And you don't, by the way, and we just want to, we're celebrating you this morning for being here because you didn't just add to it. It multiplies. You, you realize if one can put a thousand, then two can do 10,000, you know, that, that anointing multiplies. It's not just simply an additional added force voice that we get, but there's a, there's a multiplied anointing that comes when a corporate body is together in unity, in agreement. You know, uh, second, first, second Timothy, uh, I think it's 2 Timothy chapter 2, the Message Bible, it says, love one another, agree with each other, be deep-spirited friends. He's talking about there's this, there's this great power that comes. You know, but isn't it, isn't it odd that when you or I, when we rub up against something uncomfortable, usually what we do is withdraw. Uh, it's, it's, I guess you could say it might be human nature to back off. You know, but... but you got to remember that God's ways aren't your ways. And, and he's, he's telling you that in, in the midst of a battle, in the midst of a dry season, in the midst, he, that's when you press in. That, that's, that's when, you know, gather the people together. Uh, Proverbs 18.1 says, He who willfully isolates himself from God or man is void of sound judgment, seeks his own desire. He, you know, that's not the guy you want to be. You don't want to be the guy that's seeking your own desire totally void of sound judgment, isolating yourself. No, you want to be the guy that, that understands that what God has intended for you, to, for, for you to do in a time of trouble is actually to, to make a stronger connection. Right? Right? Because, you know, you, you, you were not wired to go through life solo. So you, you just got to get this. God starts speaking, get the people together. Here, here I'm going I'm to give you a key that will allow you to produce the promises of God in your life. And, 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 and the first step of this key is, is, to, is to connect with, with some fellow believers. Okay? Surround yourself with some people. Don't, don't surround your peop- yourself with people who agree you've only got a little bit of time left. You know, the last thing that you need to see standing at the foot of the bed, if it, you know, when the doctor says you ain't going to make it, are two relatives with a shovel. That's not going to help you. Okay? You, you, need, you need somebody who will stand there and say, wait a minute, the Bible says, I will not die but live and declare the goodness of my king. You gather, gather the people together who, who, who have a vision, who have a heart, who are passionate, who are going to not let anything stop them. Get these people together. And he said, and look, I will give them. Now, listen to this. God said, if you come together, I'll give you what you need. And I hope you see this. If you'll come together, I'll supply your need. So you've got this promise now. Right? You've got this promise. That God's going to give you water. That's life. Man, you're in the desert. That's life. You might be hurting today. God's got life for you. I don't, 
no, your various situations, but I tell you, the solution, he's got it for you. He can provide it. I know we might be thinking it should come from some certain place. No, get your eyes back on him. Get, get your eyes back on him. Look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. You know, look unto Jesus. Get your eyes on him, and he's going to supply your need. Now, look, look at this next verse. So they started singing a song to a dry well, and they sang, Spring up, O well. Spring up, O well. Sing, sing ye unto it. Sing. You're going to, you know, you're going to sing to this thing. And look, look at verse 18. And the, the princes digged the well. Nobles of the people digged it by the direction of the lawgiver with their staves. They, they, they went to work, okay? They went to work. Number one, number one, you, you get a promise. Okay, you get a promise. God said, God said, gather the people together. I'm going to supply your name. You get a promise. Okay, you get a promise. And, and then you begin to, to, to allow that promise to, to birth a song in you. Right? You, when that, I'm telling you, you spend some time in the Word of God and it comes alive inside of you. And all of a sudden it changes the tune of your life. Okay, all of us, remember the Bible where it says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Every now and then you need to ask yourself, what kind of noise does my life make? You know, is it just bitter, negative noise, or is it, is it a faith sound that's, that's, that's based upon the promise of God? Okay, and, and they received a promise from God, and that song just began to, to, to bubble up on the inside of them. You get a song, and, and it, start, it starts coming up, and they start singing to the well. And, and by, by the way, you know, there, it, it's, it's not... It's not the song that's going to produce the flow, but it's the promise of flow that produces the song, right? It's God's promise that births, it's, it's like, who, who are you going to believe? You know, and, and you hear God and God speaks to you and all of a sudden, man, your life changes. And if you're depressed and you're broken, you're going under, you have to, you have to, you have to realize you have not yet heard God. You've been listening to the wrong voices. If, if, if all you're feel, filled with is anxiety and depression and, and, you know, a willingness to just give up, you haven't heard God yet. So you, you gotta, you gotta get in there and you gotta get that promise because that promise is gonna birth a song. And, and I mean, picture this. You got millions of people out in the wilderness and, 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 and you got a guy who's leading them who, who hears from God and he's, and God says, gather the people together and I'm going to give them water. And man, they are all excited. They are, I mean, they are pumped. Can you imagine that leadership meeting? <laughs> God's given us water today. And yes, okay, let's go get the water. And they get out to the well and, and they look down in the well and it's empty. This is like a bad joke or something. You know, we're out here. We, you know, I, I, maybe I wasn't supposed to mow, but I told a bunch of my people I'd be right back with water that you had located a well, and, and they're, they're right over there. They're watching us. You know, ever felt that way? I told my friends and family that God was going to provide. Their eyes are on me, and here I am, and it ain't looking too hot, Sparky. And Moses gets the guys out there, and he's, he's got the leaders, right? And, and, and they're like, what are we going to do? Well, we got, a, we got a song. Remember that song that birthed up? Spring up, oh well. Because, I, I, you, know, he's, you know, God's kind of got a sense of humor. Because probably one of the guys said, hey, uh, you know, when they heard God's going to, we're going to gather people together, God's going to give us water. And he probably said something like, spring up, oh well. 
And now God's like, okay, sing that. And so here they are, and they're out, they're out in the middle of the desert at a dry well. And they're supposed to march around this thing, sing to it. It's been much hotter than we realized. Something's happened to our leader. He's lost it. Sunstroke. And they're, they're going to sing to this well. So, they, and they, so they, they start marching around this well. It's, it's just a dry hole in the ground. Dude, there ain't nothing down there. I got two million people looking at me, expecting me to bring them back water. And my leader's saying, sing to this well. Sing that spring up song. Spring up. Oh, well. Spring up. Oh, well. They're singing spring up. Oh, well. You know, here we are, man. Oh, oh well, we're doing what we're supposed to spring. spring up. Oh, well. But it really wasn't too much longer that one of the guys noticed that the bottom of the well was getting muddy. He stops his friend. Hey, dude, check it out. It's getting muddy. And the guy looked at him and said, I told you this would work. And it's, it's not long till water starts bubbling up out of there. And the guys are doing line dances. They're, you know, springing it up, man. And, you know, what happens is that, that song, remember you get a promise. The promise births a song. And it's not long till that song is now a prayer. There's something anointed on there that changes everything. Because what God told him to do is now the word from the Lord, isn't it? And now they're in the presence of God, agreeing with God on the word of God. And so it ain't just a song now. Man, some of you guys during worship, you're singing songs. Not us. We're agreeing in worship and prayer. Almighty. Almighty. Almighty God. You're almighty. And we're telling him. And them guys, I'm telling you, as that well began to produce, they, their song, it wasn't a jingle anymore. It, it, was, it was a declaration of the goodness of God. And, and the water didn't reach the top before they had taken their staves and they had digged ditches. And they, they trenched out ditches, ditches so that two million people could receive from the miraculous supply that the provider had given them in the middle of the desert. Now listen, here's your key. One, you 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 gotta you gotta you gotta come together. You can't you can't live isolated. You, you gotta you gotta you gotta come together and and understand that when you do, God said, I'm gonna I'm gonna supply. And that that promise of supply is gonna birth a song in you, and that song is gonna transition to a to a prayer, right? But at that point is when you go to work, and you start removing the dirt and the rock. That's preventing the flow of the promise of God, not only to you, but to those that God has you connected to. There are things in our lives that God needs us to deal with. Look, look at Isaiah. We got a scripture in Isaiah 55. It says, seek the Lord while he can be found and call on him while he's near. 
let the wicked forsake his way. That's you and me. It's really, you know, we don't like that word wicked in today's, you know, vernacular. We like to say stuff like, well, I'm not really wicked, but, you know, I'm just weak. Well, what you call weak, the Bible calls wicked. You know, your excuse to not live godly, that's wickedness. That, that's just, it's just, you're, you have a way that you think it should be done, right? And God said, no, I want you to forsake your way. Let the wicked forsake his way. The unrighteous man, that's the man whose thoughts are focused on his way, not on God's way. Matthew 6, right? Seek the kingdom of God, his way of doing and being right. The, seek righteous, his righteousness, his way of doing and being right. The unrighteous man, that's the guy who's seeking his way. He said, I, I want you to forsake your way and your thoughts and return to the Lord. Come on, get back over here where you trusted me. Look at this next verse, verse 8. My thoughts aren't your thoughts. My ways aren't your ways, saith the Lord. Verse 9. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher. Look at verse 10. The rain's going to come down like the snow from heaven and not return, but it waters the earth and it makes it bring forth in bud so that he can give seed to the sower. That's what his word's doing. That's what that promise is doing. That promise is watering. That it, you know, his word is watering that promise and it's going to come forth. Look at verse 11. So shall my word be that goeth out of my mouth. It will not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish. I'm telling you, God's not backing up on his promise. God's not backing up on his promise. You just got to keep your eyes on him and get off of your way and your thought and your plan and let God's plan be done in you. But you got to forsake your way. You got to forsake your thought. There's some things that you got to go to work and you got to realize, okay, I've got to dig these stones out of the way. I got to dig a trench in my life so that the provision of God can flow because there's things in me that stand in the way from the promise of God flowing. Man, God's got rivers of water that he wants to produce in your life, but you've got to unclog the well. You, you, you got to unstop that thing that, that's in, on the inside of you that keeps you so dry and so broken. You think it's the enemy. I'm telling you, the enemy can't stand between you and the promise of God. You, you think it's a relative or a neighbor or a boss or an employee or, or the government. They don't have the power to stand between you and the promise of God. It's in you. And if you go to work on you, I'm telling you, man. Springs of live, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. But you've got to be willing to unstop the well. You've got to be willing to forsake your way, your thought. Well, I always thought God would do it this way. You've got to walk away from that. You've got you to rivet your attention to God. You've got to say, you know what? His promise is going to birth a song in me. You know, you need to understand, what's 60 seconds of screaming like crazy people going to do for us? going to deliver you. It's going to bring freedom to your life. I'm telling you, you're displacing the enemy. You're, you're removing some of that stuff. You know, one of those stones I know, I, I watch. There's people that are standing there and going, I ain't ever going to do this. I'm just going to wait until you're done. And, and, and what we're hoping is that in the process that we can remove that hardness that's preventing the flow of God in your life. Because we want, we want freedom and victory at your house. We want to drive the enemy out. Yeah, think about it. Jehoshaphat's armies, they're out there singing. You got a barren woman singing. 
You, you got two million people in the desert singing, shouting, screaming, just making all kinds of noise. You got, you got to understand, Jesus was in the temple and a bunch of kids were screaming. And they were shouting. And they were giving him glory. And, and the religious people came and they were. Re- the Bible says that they were sore displeased. Kind of got to ask yourself, are you the religious guy that's really upset about it? Or are you just like one of the kids that's like, ha ha, God is good. And Jesus looks at him and says, haven't you heard that out of the mouths of babes and sucklings you have perfected praise? Perfected praise? Perfected praise. What's that perfected praise? When, when it's, it, there's nothing missing, nothing lacking, nothing broken, that's, that's perfect. And, and it's praise. And it's, it's not worried about a note. It's not you know, worried about a, a, a word. It's not worried about a tempo. It's just, it's just a shout of God is good. And he was quoting from Psalms chapter 8. And in Psalms 8, he says, Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, you have ordained strength to silence the enemy. You know what you get to do? You, you, know, you want to know the cool thing about that song that's birthed in you when the promise of God comes alive and that song and it's beginning to transition into a prayer and it's starting to come out of your mouth and it silences the enemy in your life. Don't you think it's time that you told hell, Shut up. So tired of the devil dictating the level of joy in my life. Now, aren't you tired of the enemy determining whether you're going to live in victory or not today? Aren't you tired of the future being determined by what some other voice is telling you? No, we're going to tell the devil, shut up. We're going to silence the enemy. We're going to clap our hands at him like he's a dog in the front yard. Hey, get out of here. And we're going to hiss him out of his place. But we're not doing it just to get excited. We're doing it to get delivered. We're doing it to, 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 to remove the stuff that, that's stopped up the well so that the springs of living water can flow again and bring life to a dry situation. Amen? That's what we're doing. So I want you this morning to set your stuff down, stand up on your feet. We're going to close every service. We're going to start every service for a while. But I just really want you to understand why we're doing it. I want you to realize that we've got a promise. And that promise is birth the song. That song is becoming our prayer. That prayer is, is, is causing us to remove the, the stones and the, the dirt. And we're going to, we're going to shout to the, to the well. Amen. And you don't want to know what's going to happen. It's going to spring up 60 seconds, not that long of a time. And I'm telling you, in 60 seconds, you're driving hell crazy. Amen. Are you ready? Come on, somebody. Let's just do it. Come on. He's worthy. Give him a victory. Shout. 60 seconds. Come on. You got this thing. Father, we give you glory. Spring up a well. Spring up a well. Victory. Victory! Glory to Jesus! Sapa Robocohosite! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Come on, you got it! We give you glory, Lord! We give you glory, Lord! Be exalted! Be exalted! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord! Let the rivers flow. Come on, don't stop now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, don't slow down. You're almost there. You can do it.
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Somebody shout freedom. Thank you, Lord. Wouldn't it be odd if you suddenly find out that, you know, you, you know in a moment of just insanity, you're just going, ah! And by the time you get in the car, you realize something's broken. Something's broken. You know, we're doing warfare. You know, it's, it's setting the battle in array. Remember, remember when, you know, uh, David is going out to fight Goliath, and, and, and for 40 days they had set the battle in array. What had they done? They'd stood on either side of a large piece of ground screaming at one another. You ever, ever watch, what, what was it, Braveheart? You know, and they're, they're, they're screaming at each other. They're going to take you! But at some point, somebody has to actually go out and kill that devil. That's what you're getting ready to do here today. You're walking out in victory. And you're going to demonstrate Satan's defeat. And you're going to realize that, you know what, the breakthroughs that are coming, they're bigger than you. It's going to impact your house. It's going to impact your workplace. It's going to impact your region. The devil's mad at you. But God's going, let's do this thing. Amen. I want you to close your eyes and bow your head for just a minute. I want to pray one more prayer.